Hello and welcome to another episode of Tea with Bradley. I'm your host, Bradley Wargo, and I'm so glad that you're joining me today. And I'm so very excited to be welcoming you to the world of Overwatch. And if you know a bit about it, please feel free to comment below about your favorite character or anything that I failed to mention today. And if you know nothing, then perfect, because this is the episode for you to learn a lot about what Overwatch is and what the world is like, and maybe better relate to anyone you know that plays video games. So to kind of give you an idea of what Overwatch world is like is that You've got all of these characters that you play in this game, and but they're so much more than that. You've got shorts, and not the kind you wear, but the kind that are like Pixar-level quality about their backgrounds. You've got comics that show them interacting and becoming people. You've got new events that release and give them different identities, different skins, different connections to these other mediums of storytelling. You have... The Overwatch League, which is a professional competition of all of the best players in the world. And then you've got the World Cup, which pits the best countries against each other. And even contenders for those who are looking to go pro. It's just so much content and creation that this game has embodied that people are drawn to it naturally. And whether you like video games or not, there's probably something in this world for you. So to give you context and kind of tell you my story, I started playing this game about two years ago on Xbox. I I hate history, so I'll keep it short for you. Well, wow, JK, I don't hate history. I do love history. I hate listening to it because it turns into a lecture and it gets really boring and I'm like... <sighs> so I'm trying to keep it a little shorter for you. But... I played on the Xbox for about a year, year and a half, and somewhere along the line I got a PC. And all you gotta know is that when I got my PC, I had no games, nothing on it, and was like, well, what do I wanna get? And Overwatch was a very obvious choice for me. It was so obvious that I couldn't even wait until it was on sale and just bought it at full price. So Overwatch really became a staple game that I would play. And now, you might be asking, okay, like, what do you even do in this game? It looks so colorful, but, like, what's the point? There are different objectives throughout the game. Uh, there is the capture the flag, if you will. Uh, there is the king of the hill, in which there's a single control point, and both teams are fighting over it. There are the payload maps, in which you escort a payload. There's a hybrid map, where one team defends a point, the other attacks it, and once the attacking team captures the point, they must escort a payload, hence the hybrid, because you attack the point, and then you also escort it. And I believe there's a couple others. I'm probably forgetting them. Like I said, comment below if you're better and know more than I do. Uh, but the point is, it's six people versus six people. Now, a general comment I want to quickly make on video games themselves is that I think a lot of people have this stigma of like, oh, video games, like that's sad, like you're up in your room all alone. But video games are just another medium to bring people together. And Overwatch does it so excellently. You have six random strangers who can talk to each other in voice chat and they work together to accomplish a goal. But they don't just do it with any random people, any random characters. They do it with characters that you care about, characters that have abilities that make you want to be them. They have these backstories that have somehow landed them on this team. Um, and it's 
it's really magical to see, watch, and hear. Now, to give you a quick example, there's a character, her name is May, M-E-I. Now, a lot of people don't like playing against her in the game because she slows you down, and it really is, can get annoying when you have a certain quicker pace in the game, and all of a sudden you're being slowed down, and then you end up dead, and you're like, what just happened? It's really annoying. But her backstory is really cool because it actually takes place in Antarctica and how she gets snowed into this expedition um, and has to weather out the storm, if you will, and eventually come up with means for her to escape Antarctica on her own. Um, and it's it's a really magical story with lots of twists and turns, but it's a simple animated short that really conveys a ton of messages, life lessons, and things that are relatable with this one Overwatch character. And there are, I believe, 28 more. So there are a lot of characters to really get to know and love, and each of them come from different parts of the world. And that's what makes it so exciting to get to know the game and get to know the people. Because then when you start to see, whoa, this person is like me. This person is from a similar background. This person looks like me. Uh, this person has a similar skin tone. This person is kind of a, a warning sign, things like that. And I say a warning sign talking more about AI and like, whoa, like there are creatures known as omnics who are artificial intelligence that kind of exhibit human behaviors to the extent that people in the world want to treat them like humans and that's where i say the warning in the sense of where we're headed with ai no we're not there yet but we're getting there so it's cool though to kind of see it all play together and how this all works and it's not just the stories about the people but how they all interact with the world the team overwatch is meant to stop uh, villainous organizations that are more extreme and more dangerous than what normal people can handle uh, a lot of the abilities that we see in games seem unrealistic, but they translate from their stories and they translate to one, make the game more fun, but two, they also really relate to how these people have helped uh, the world and what kinds of abilities they've used. Now, stories are great, uh, the shorts are awesome, but there's more to it as well, and this is what's really cool about this game. They have an official Overwatch League. Now, I know I briefly mentioned it, and you're kind of maybe wondering what, like an official one? Yes. So just like the NFL, just like the Major League Baseball or FIFA, Overwatch has their own league in which paid players with several thousand dollars, I want to say their starting salary is around 70000 I could be a little wrong. Might be a little lower because they also get housing and food included. Um, they play around the clock to get better at Overwatch, to perfect the game, to move the mouse at just the right angle, to scope and shoot someone. Um, they are training to become better Overwatch players, and they're working as a team. Uh, Houston, my home team, has a team, the Houston Outlaws, so I'm going to shout out to them. Uh, and then I'll also deserve, give a deserving shout-out to the London Spitfire team because they were the first official winners of the Overwatch League uh, Season 1. So 
it's really cool because just like the NFL or just like Major League Baseball, they actually draw you in with a hometown team. And going into season two, starting in January, uh, and every season thereafter, I assume, more and more teams will be able to join the roster and more and more people and players will become well-known and famous. Um, But it's really fun to have that team to support and even having a local team uh, for local rivalries and different things to really create that camaraderie of, hey, we are amazing, we are great. And it's cool because this doesn't just translate to watching the team. This translates to creating a community within the hometown. Houston had a watch party, a massive watch party, for one of their last couple games that the Houston Outlaws played. Um, I'll give another shout-out to NYXL. New York had a really big gathering of people that played and showed up to bars and would watch the game on TV as if you'd be watching the World Cup. Um, So it is a community of people coming together to celebrate this amazing event and to watch these amazing players do amazing things and pull off some really cool combinations that you may never have thought of. And then it doesn't end there either. We also have the contenders. So like I mentioned, they're expanding and they're becoming more well-known and broadened with more teams. And that includes uh, needing more people. And so where do these people come from? Contenders. Whew. Okay, I need a sip sip. So I won't lie. Today, I know it's tea with Bradley. But I'm actually sipping on this thing called Crystal Light with caffeine. And man, that thing tastes so good. It's a strawberry flavor. I love it. Um, Really good. Like, yeah, it. it ah, I love it. It gets me going too. And I really wanted to drink that today rather than my tea for the show. So to get back into it, though, the contenders episodes or the contenders things is that while the major league game is going on, they have a ton of contenders games going on. They have teams from around the world that are playing. And I say teams from around the world because the contender or the major league games only had about 12 teams. So, yes, they're around the world, but it's just 12 of them. The contenders had, I believe, almost 30 to 40 teams. And again, if you know anything a bit more than I do, please feel free to comment below. Uh, But it was definitely a lot of crazy action, crazy team plays. And whenever the major league games weren't playing, they would be having contenders running Uh, which was a really cool experience to get to see these young people who are just as good as the pros playing and battling it out, um, seeing which ones would rise to the top and which ones would be able to hold their own against some of the best of the best. And then, regardless, the countries, and I mentioned it with FIFA, the World Cup, Overwatch has their own World Cup. So these teams are meant to bring multiple nations together. For instance, London Spitfire, the winners you would think are all British players, but are in fact all Korean players. But the team itself can be made up of whomever they want. They can hire and fire any team members that they want. And 
What's cool, though, is the World Cup kind of flips that on its head and says, okay, only people from your country, and we're going to find out which country is the best. I believe for the last year, South Korea won. Um, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they won. The point is the countries compete. The countries pick the best players from their like region, and they submit them to a team of six, and then that team of six goes on to compete against all the other teams from around the world until we find one winner of Overwatch, and we find out the World Cup. Um, now, something else that I really love, and probably kind of gets some people, eh, like, what? Why, why do you keep coming back, is the seasonal events. Now, another really big game is called Fortnite, and a lot of people know of that one, and they have new seasons that come out frequently. Now, what's a season? Well, for a game like Fortnite, it's more of, okay, this is a six-week time period of season five and then as soon as that one ends a six-week time period of season six and then when that one ends a six-week time period of season seven and so on but for overwatch and this is what i really enjoy is that the seasonal events actually coincide with real life events so when uh we enter the summer they have the summer games where they actually introduce a new game mode that you can only play during the summer uh they have um a different game mode that you can only play during Chinese New Year or during the winter games um, or even the, uh, what is it called, Halloween event. Love that one. That one's actually one of my personal favorites because that is the only one that they introduce PvE. Now, this is a big gaming concept uh, where PvP is player versus player and PvE is player versus enemy, but it typically is referring to like AI or some kind of computer generated um, like people and PvE is not common in Overwatch because it's centered around, like I mentioned, PvP and completing those objectives as a team, but this time you actually complete an objective against these automated enemies and that one is really challenging and fun that uh, i really enjoy that so it's cool that they have that event and then even another one that's really cool to kind of tie in all the story content for those who prefer that is the pve event known for their history so they it's called overwatch uprising or not uprising excuse me overwatch archives and it's uprising is a part of that and it's where they take key events in the overwatch timeline and they create them in the game and show you and let you live them out and battle against the enemies at the time to prove that you are the best of the best but these seasonal events really keep the game fresh because they introduce these new game modes. They introduce new skin content, uh, different ways to dress up your characters, if you will, and um, show off their different abilities and styles and who they are as people. Because again, it's not just the game. It's not just the character. It's all about them as people and creating this world that they live in and you getting to partake in it. So... That kind of is my wrap up on Overwatch and really bragging about it. Overwatch is this amazing world of characters. It's this amazing world of getting to see them interact and watch them in Pixar quality animated shorts. Um, and then, real quick, I feel like I should mention this. It's created by a company known as Blizzard, 
which they're not just Blizzard Game Company, they're Blizzard Entertainment, which is really cool because that's why they're so good at these things. They hire people for entertainment purposes. Um, and they just do a lot of things right. They have a lot of issues as well, and you're going to hear a lot of grief from the community for some things. And But that's most uh, big titles that's most big games i mean even fortnite the biggest game of them all right now is struggling from things like that so the point though is overwatch has characters that draw you in they have amazing shorts they have amazing comments comics they have big events that can draw people together to watch and cheer on and root for your team they do these things live they bring people together for uh other events and it's just it's so fun and exciting to be a part of this and to really enjoy and relate and have characters that can inspire you to be better use so video games are not the death of anyone you know uh i will do another video on video games and healthy gaming versus not but overwatch itself is just something i really enjoy and so my challenge for you in this episode is one of two things uh, if you're listening to it relatively early on uh, please feel free to join in and watch the world cup which is coming up this weekend um, and if not then i encourage you to watch an animated short i'll include about two or three links for you so that you can choose which one you want uh, but they are like i said pixar quality and even if you don't know anything or don't care anything about the game itself just getting to watch an entertaining very well done animated short that teaches you a little bit about people is inspiring in and of itself so i have finished my crystal light not my tea but i will let you all go i will let you go watch these amazing shorts or even the tournament this weekend and I wish you all a fantastic day. I wish you all a fantastic weekend and a fantastic week, depending on when and where you're listening. Thank you so much for joining in today, and I wish you the best.